Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of NBC's hit sitcom, The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is Brian Sittler. All right, let me see if I can get this right. Hi, Hilton. You know what I'm doing? I do know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because we, we, we talked about it. Um, we did. Uh, but In that an... that nailed it. That yeah. was Heath Ledger. Oh, good. I good, heard it. I, good. I, I, yeah. I heard it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Heath Ledger slash Tom Waits. I'll give uh, inspiration credit where credit's due. Um, cool. That's where Heath Ledger got some that's of right. that, that, that Joker. That, that awesome YouTube clip of him on some talk show back in the 70s. Um, right. Straight. Straight. It's the same. Like, it's it's, it's spooky. Oh, so there's an actual clip of Tom Waits talking th- that sounds just like Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty that's that has to be where he. It's got it. I right. mean, if he didn't, then that's crazy. But of and course, I, I am mem- referencing. Um, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Well, you're referencing Heath Ledger's Joker. Well, I could not help it because, because of the cold open uh, employee transfer. We're deep in episode five, uh, season five. Season five. <laughs> and, and employee transfer starts with Halloween. Halloween. Uh, only a taste of Halloween in season five. We only get the cold open. They didn't want to spoil us, I guess. Yeah, but- uh, no, how it's only and and I, I we've been saying uh, first Halloween reference of anything right since season two. Yeah, I believe yeah. there wasn't one in season three. There wasn't. Okay, and I don't. Season four didn't have so. it just because of the writer strike. Yeah, I think there was going to be one. Maybe they love doing shit like that. So they do love their uh, their holiday episodes. We uh, do, we do. And 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 as I was saying before on take number one, uh, it, all the jokers, um, the you three know, jokers, the three jokers, Kevin. Kevin Creed, Creed, uh, Creed, who does Dwight, a great yeah, one. Creed, who legitimately frightens me to this day. Yeah, Creed's on fire right now. He's the best. Great. You know, for for his thirty seconds that he gets, it's amazing. Uh, uh, but there's other other costumes. Uh, thank you, Dunderpedia, for pointing out to me that it was the same cat costume on Angela as in season two. And of course, now Andy is also a cat, although he specifically wants to be a kitten. Yes, and I also learned that apparently that was from the uh, stage production of Cats. That was definitely a, a, a kitten from Cats. Do you know the name of the kitten? No, in which question? one is it? Do you know? Uh, Rummy Tum Tum Tummy, something like that. It was Rummy uh, Tum Tum. Okay. Rummy Rummy Tum Tum. Yeah, that sounds like a, a cat's cat. Yeah, you know, they amazing. all had very silly, playful names like that. I guess so, right? I wonder if he made it. Did he make it to the new one? Does that matter? Does that does that not the, exist anymore? The new movie that. <laughs> That movie does not exist. Oh, I didn't think so. I thought they, that was just a bad America dream. decided. We had two very <laughs> powerful decisions. This was the second Continental Congress. It was. It was the maybe the third. Um, uh, we decided that the Cats movie never happened, and that Sonic was not going to look like that. Oh, remember we, right, we all decided they, right, they, they showed us what right. Sonic was going to look like, and the world went nah. <laughs> And they went back to the drawing board, and they fixed Sonic. Uh, I mean, I, I thought you were going to be referencing when we all decided to um, let go of Macklemore. That, too. That, oh, was, yeah. that was another coming together of people. <laughs> that was, uh, when, we came... we all, when we all took one look at Macklemore and said, nah. <laughs> nah. With his, he, he, he taught us where to get a good deal on a coat. <laughs> taught us where to get a good deal on a coat. Had that song where he was all uh, pro-LGBTQ, except he kept saying how he wasn't gay a suspicious number of times. Mm-hmm. And then we all said, nah. And then that was all we needed. That was all we needed. We had to move Sorry, on. Sorry, Michael Moore. We all had to move on. Love I, you, buddy. Love you. Hope Seattle's treating you well. 
Uh, He's doing fine. He's doing fine. Uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, not treating Michael and Holly well. No. See, the real horror of this whole thing, Halloween is a scary time. Uh, so we're going to, and, and it's a truly awfully scary time for one Michael Gary Scott. And the the shadow of David Wallace hangs heavy over this episode. Yeah. Because this really comes on the heels of David Wallace becoming aware of their relationship at the end of Crime Aid. I kind of like, my mind just raced to a, a point right now, an in-between point that we never got to see. Uh, Michael, uh, having to, Michael and Holly having to deal with one David Wallace and him sending down the decree that she shall return to Nashua. Yeah, that conversation, um, and we, probably for the best. Probably so. A lot of what we got to see. We don't this get to see episode, Michael. We don't get to see David Wallace as a hard ass usually in person. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What were you going to say though? I mean, well, we we get to see a lot of interesting development uh, this episode that we may not have been privy to if we would have seen that story instead. The mm. the tale of how corporate was made aware of the relationship and how they let Holly and, and Michael know that it would not stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this will not stand. And the story of how Holly gets to Nashua. Are two uh, important, mm-hmm. important things. I I think, I, God, poor Michael. Yeah. Poor Daryl. Really, really. <laughs> you want to talk about someone who suffered this episode? It was Daryl. You know, Michael and Michael and Daryl's. I like I like that Michael and Daryl's. Um, I'll put in quotes. Relationship. Yeah. Has kind of come. It's kind of come. It's come. It's come way further oh, than yeah. I ever thought it might. Especially by the end of this episode. By the end of it, with when, a nice little a nice little echo to when. Um, Way back when, when uh, um, old Andy Bernard and Jim were, uh, you know, uh, in Andy's car going back to the office, and Jim decides to, oh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna help out Andy and start singing a weema wup a weema wup. Yeah, and, exactly, and 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 really gets Andy kind of back in in his, on his yeah, game. Exactly, singing along a cappella. What Andy does, what he does, what he does, and then Michael has to get you know he 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 screws up the blues. He does not get the blues. <laughs> he does not get the blues. But it was still a bonding moment for the two of them, and you could kind of see how Michael is working his emotions through the way he sings. Yes. Yeah, and and Daryl. Being the empathetic one that he can be at times, <laughs> realizing that no, he's not getting it, but he's got something, and that's the best you're gonna get. <laughs> and he he does like a like a good kind of a, a big brother when you got kind of a little brother that just doesn't get it. You just kind of support him the best you can. Support him the best you can, which uh, is which is you know, uh, it's cute. kudos to Daryl. Post the um, did Daryl touch you comment, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only because he knows Michael so well, yeah, and that we all know Michael so well, and that he gets to play the buffoon so well. Well, and that he just—it just the patience that the rest of the staff show with Michael is it's, unending. It's an ongoing thing. Ongoing. <laughs> it's truly impressive. It's truly impressive. But you were talking to me uh, before. I didn't get to watch the deleted scenes, um, but apparently there the extended a lot of the extended scenes. I guess were about Holly's. Uh, resignation, if you will. Yeah, that... coming to terms with the distance. Um, mm. A lot of scenes of them on the road playing games. And, and <gasps> he did have a lot of games there at the start. Yeah, you actually get to see them play some Cat's Cradle. They actually played it. Yeah. Wow. And Daryl kind of tells them that they have to include him so it doesn't become a driving Miss Daisy situation. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, later on, we see when he doesn't want to be included when they're breaking up and he's calling his friends. <sighs> Just trying to find Good anyone move. on the phone Good to, move, to, to man. keep him busy, keep Good. him distracted. Oh, God. We 
man, I, I, I truly, yeah, I feel, you know, last week's episode was just so fun and yeah, some things got stolen and it was, it, it was kind of hijinks and all that. We get, we get kind of deep. I mean, it's, it's a lot of, this is a tough one to give. I mean, talk about cringy episodes. It really is. This is this is up there, man. This is up there than more than I thought I would would think. Well, and they really they really highlight it for you. They walk you through it with with as cringy as Daryl is around them. You mm. know, oh, yeah. Daryl having to kind of be in the car with their breakup. You and know? we and and a lot of us have been in that situation where we have to be where we been in, been in the situation with a couple friends, whoever that will be, and 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 we all know that that feeling of panic like get me the hell out of here when please. a couple starts fighting or starts having a, a a personal moment and you're there in the room with them <laughs> well and, you, well, and, and not only in the room like he's stuck in the car yeah he yeah. has nowhere to go all he can go only place he can go is his flip phone mm-hmm. old tech alert yeah <laughs> if i may take from office ladies for a second uh yeah, and 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 and, and <laughs> he's begging somebody to call him back. Call me back, please. Call me back, please. It's please. so great. It's so great. And we get to see Michael and maybe um maybe one of his most uh vulnerable and honest moments of yeah. the whole series yeah. where he actually admits, you know, I'm not strong. I will go back to Jan. And I hate Jan. And he hates Jan. <laughs> Just such a uh, really revealing how he sees himself in all this. Uh, he and 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 we and revealing in, in what we learn about him and that he's only dated four women in the last decade. <laughs> you know, and, and Holly just dated four men in the year before. Yeah, her her deadpan is 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 uh, is is brilliant uh, there when he's like, no, four people last year, and she's just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, props to Amy Ryan, uh, who, yeah. who is the straight woman off of this, uh, oh. this this caricature of a person that Michael Scott is being <laughs> this whole episode. He's going to make it harder than it has to be. And, uh, oh, exactly. I love that times line, Times 100. <laughs> I, well, I'm going to make this so much harder than it has to be. And, and I get that, and that's funny. I I I love I love his conviction though. Even then, and he's being ridiculous, and we know it's it's not going to work. Well, and I love that he doesn't realize what he's doing. Though. Right? You know, <laughs> yeah. I love. He that doesn't he, even recognize it either. Yeah, yeah. The way that he just kind of shows that he he he, <laughs> he is being he, he understands that he is going to be complicate things. He even out loud kind of uses language that should make it very clear that he is a problem here. Yeah. And instead he only very much is like this is this is him just showing that he can do it, you know. I almost I mean even Daryl gives him props. He pulls out that um, you know, uh he has his vision that oh, she yeah. meets, you the know, the perfect guy. The perfect guy. And she's happy. And incidentally it's happened cuz she is happy and she's met Michael. And I love Daryl there. <laughs> Clever Mike. <laughs> Clever Mike. <laughs> yeah. And for Michael Scott yeah, that's like clever times a hundred. <laughs> there were two lines. I, you know, we've talked at length about how often we've seen each of these episodes, mm-hmm. and there were two lines that in this watch through I may have heard for the first time and not even realized. One of them was "Clever Mike," with you, and the other one was I didn't realize uh, that in the beginning Andy says. Sweet stoom, dude. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I never caught the stoom, which is such a perfectly Andy uh, abbreviation of a of a known word. Only Andy could project that kind of confidence wearing yeah. that particular costume. Yeah, and, and saying sweet stoom, stoom, dude. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's totally Andy. It's totally it's, it's uh Andy. That's you know, and that's it's totally that's that's why a lot of people hate Andy. Mm-hmm. Some people tolerate and like Andy and hate him. I don't know. But and, and of you course, know that was nails on a chalkboard for a lot of people. And not the most controversial costume, of course, because we've got Pam's out in New York where she's oh, almost accidental well. Hitler. <laughs> accidental Hitler. With her Charlie Chaplin costume. <laughs> and uh, you ever wore Halloween costumes to work ever? I I don't know. Um, when maybe. you weren't when you weren't vol- when you weren't told to, perhaps. I don't uh, <laughs> typically know. I don't typically get involved in the in the the, the fun at work like that. No, me neither. Uh, I mean, I have not it, not for many years. Not you know around the time this came out. Actually, I think I did a few times. Really? Yeah, just a few times, yeah. and then but ever since then, no. But to be. <laughs> <laughs> they really play it up all at corporate with poor Pam having to um, endure that. Yeah, endure that whole scenario. I uh, I I didn't uh, always. I wasn't always comfortable just in my clothes. Like mm. like like finding a, a sense of comfort. And rather a sense be out of, of your confidence. clothes. Yeah, yeah damn man. straight. <laughs> we all would be. This the show just got sexy. Ooh. Uh, no, um, you know, just growing up, I, 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 it took me a while to find the outfits that I was confident in. So I think part of that is I, I'm not looking to dress up. I'm just, yeah. I found what I want to wear. I'm just going to stick with that shit. Well, at work, you know, I mean, at well, work, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause the last thing I want to do is be dressed like a fool or a, yeah. a creature or a monster. Right. At work, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like when you go to the dentist and like. One of the nurses is dressed up like Catwoman or something. That'd be odd. Well, that's actually that might be that, that might that, be nice. that might be okay. I'd like the, that. the specific parameters there. Yeah, I yeah. I, I I went easy on it, you but did, you did. But, but maybe others others might find and, that. And uh, definitely, off-putting. I never want Charlie Chaplin Hitler <laughs> uh, at the dentist. Um, she's only part time. Thankfully, he's only she's only whatever. Part-time. As much as it was neat to see the Halloween open, uh, the, the real joy of this episode is a costume of a different sort. Oh, sure. As Dwight uh, is dressed in the, the, the outfit of a Cornell man. But, but, but doesn't, but doesn't uh, even think not to wear everything else that he normally wears. Yeah. No. <laughs> Underneath that. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> the clashing. Yeah. Really. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's. Oh. Cornell man. Well, and I uh, I love the fact that it's just his latest attempt to kind of get under Andy's skin. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And when he says he means no disrespect, he mm. means all disrespect. Oh yeah. And 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 his after each after each of the uh, yeah his continuous needling and just looking back into the camera, little, little dropping little bits like we'll have a laugh over this at, at Comstock, Comstock Hall. Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just great little touches to show that that not only did the, did the writers do their homework, but that Dwight in universe did his homework. On he this. did, he did, and thank man, good thing Andy went to that, uh, however long it was at anger management. Yeah, um, it, it's a good thing he oh, shit. He seemed like for a minute there he was about to punch another hole right in, in, I, in the wall. I honestly, it took me a minute, and you know we had the hiatus here uh, due to the pandemic, and so did that it's happened? been a okay, while yeah. since I've seen some of the earlier episodes. Yeah, and it honestly it took me a minute when I was like, wait, is this when he punches the wall? No, surely not, because of course it's Rock and Robin uh, when he when he does that. Yeah, yeah. There's that has um that has a soundtrack to it. Yeah, but, yeah. That's uh, but this was close. This was almost Andy flying off the handle. Yeah, I, you know, well, his 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 uh, 
That's a big red bear. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big red bear. His colors run red. Yeah, I, deep my, red. My blood runs deep red. <laughs> deep red. Or big red, big yeah, runs big red, big red, big red bear, yeah, yeah, and and uh, I love how that uh, we get the double falsity that uh, Creed insinu- or, uh, insinuates that Cornell oh, that. is actually spelled Colonel when it's it, pronounced Colonel and it's the highest rank of the military. It becomes such a fun little <laughs> office moment when Meredith chimes in about oh. the guys she met at Cornell yeah. that one time, nice guys, and then Creed chimes in about the highest rank in the military. <laughs> It's a really just neat moment of that kind of ping pong, everyone chimes in kind of moment. Mm-hmm. But really, it wasn't an Inclusive everybody moment. It, it didn't have a Phyllis. It didn't have a Stanley. But what it did have was probably the two most problematic people in the office, the people the farthest from what Andy would view as himself. Associating in any sense with Cornell. The only thing worse than to Andy than the idea of Dwight <laughs> talking to him about Cornell is having to include Meredith and Creed in that conversation. <laughs> These utter fuck ups, you know? It, it, yeah, it, like that's that's not that's not even out of Dwight. Like that those just those just could pop out of midair. Yeah. Well, oh, that's just the office. That is just the 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 that is the the Greek chorus moment of the yeah. office. Yeah, and, and and let's and and remember this that there were multiple guys that drove Meredith home. Yeah. from Cor- which <laughs> means there were Cor- multiple guys that she was with. <laughs> Probably at once. Meredith uh, is a is a dirty girl. Do- and, doity. Uh, good for well, her. You well, know, more power to her. Real quick, you remember what she was dressed up as? Uh, what was she dressed up as in the beginning? Cheerleader. Cheerleader. Oh, great. Getting ready, setting the setting the. Setting the uh, the tone really good. You know, I uh, I didn't. Also, I got to I got to drop a, a little a shout out to our DC fans because I don't know that 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 the writers at the office knew what they were setting up with having three jokers in in an episode. But since there has since been a storyline called Three Jokers in Batman comics what? about three different jokers, what? it was a pretty uh, pretty prescient move. In like the same like like. At once, like in the same space, or like different stories. I uh, I will leave that to be a Wikipedia hole. You fall down on your own. I uh, I look forward to that hole. Uh, quite a, quite an interesting <laughs> read, said. I will say. Uh, written by uh, Jeff Johns, uh, uh, and who drawn by maybe Rags Morales, maybe or no Jason <clears throat> Fabok. No, I don't know. I'm not sure who drew that, but it was it was definitely an interesting story. I like I like the idea. When did that come out? Uh, about a year or two ago. Oh no yeah. shit. Oh somewhat. Well, it's. You know, I mean, it writes itself. There's like, how many Jokers we got now, really, in the in the, just the cinema universe? Right. Six, right. seven? I don't, know. I don't know. No, that's awesome. I I'm trying to think. Oh, and kudos to Kevin for getting up at four. Yeah. Uh, to to right. you know, good 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 try, man. Good uh, try. Good callbacks from Kelly with uh, Carrie Brandon, uh, her Sex in the yeah. City costume. Uh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan with his Gordon Gecko, his right. Wall Street costume from the commercials. Uh, from the commercials, from mm-hmm. the insurance commercials, exactly. Nice yeah. callback to his uh, fraud days. I like that too. That was a very Ryan choice to choose a uh, a business world shyster. Like, well, uh, Mike, it's Michael Douglas who plays Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. It right? is. It is not Larry King. Not Larry King. Um, funny, fu- funny misnomer by by old Kelly though. I, I got it. and 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 poor and good thing uh, Raggedy Ann, aka Phyllis, was there yep. to help. Uh, uh, oh yeah, her walk. <laughs> Great moment from Phyllis also early in the episode when, when Andy is calling oh, yes. out Dwight yes. and he says that yes. uh, someone who can barely sell higher than Phyllis mm. or Dwight says that to Andy. Yeah, he should. Yeah, which and uh, and there and therefore he shouldn't have any problem getting into Cornell. Right. And 
And to which Phyllis just chimes in, I'm right here, Dwight. And, and to, of course, he covers his butt, that it was a compliment to Phyllis. Yes. As well a, as a slight to <laughs> Just the, the mental gymnastics of these, of these characters is... It's pretty and great. And the... And shit, I'll just put it out there. The writing alone is... Um, yeah, just ping ponging in a beautiful fashion here. It's 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 a great episode for back and forth for for little shots fired between people. Seriously, uh, not only between Andy and Dwight and and the others in the Cornell scenes, mm. but you've got uh, we haven't <laughs> even touched on Bob and Tom, uh, Jim's uh, brothers. No, 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 no. Uh, that would be Pete and Tom. Pete and Tom. Close. Pete and Tom. Pete Close. And Tom. Bob Pete. and Tom is the radio show that comedians are always on that they use as a credit. Bob, is it? They, they've been on the Bob and Tom show. Hey, Bob and Tom. Pete and Tom. Pete and Tom. Pete Those, uh, one of the most unfortunate uh, storylines of The Office, I will now postulate. Yeah. Hot take, shots fired. You think this is one of the worst? Oh, just just annoying. Um, yeah. I don't know. Not even not the worst. Maybe we got a long way to go. Um, they are just... so far one of my least favorite. I'll, I need to, uh, I need to. Bring that one back for a second, but yeah, those guys and and, and you know and it, they were written annoyingly and they and and they played boy, it well. Did so, they do it right? Uh, so it's uh it's very much a testament to if the actor if you hate the character you probably should love the actor. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I guess. But those guys, uh, I gotta say, not good at defining what a prank is. Not really. They don't seem to get what a prank is. Mm, and, 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 is and, a prank and, just being a douche to your fiance? Well, is that what a prank is? They. This was not the first time they'd done something like this. They were the douche so they, to the girlfriend back in high school. That's where they got the idea. And from then, they they still qualify that as a prank. They just they're they're just assholes. So that's how good. That's how Jim became so good at the pranking. Yeah. Because he saw how bad his brothers were at. He's he, like, I will do the exact opposite of that. He held himself to a higher standard. Sure did. That makes sense. I I I, I um, I mean, oh yeah, this is how I um, mm-hmm. yeah, Tom's the baldy. Okay, and Pete's the not Baldy. Yeah, but I like that. I want to see. I want to see outtake where they. Make I want to know why you thought him. it was okay to use a slur like that on this show with me. I because I know you're above such things, and um, I, that it would just melt away right off of you. Okay, we we <laughs> respect bald heads on this show. Well, um, well, I I think Pam gave me the throughway, so it's her fault. Okay, okay. Well. I mean, you know, but I mean, she had she had um, you know, I'll give her, you know, she kind of had a. I, with with that kind of lunch, I think she had a cause. Well, that's the best part about that. I line. don't. I'm what, just a dick. Well, you're talking about what she said. Like we should I, I, we should prank Tom about being bald. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about that is, just pranking him for being bald <laughs> was a that's a Pete and Tom prank. True. Just, that just wow. a, like pranking Pam about not making money as an artist. Right. Like they don't have pranks. They're just assholes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like that was her version of doing that. So that was asshole Pam. Ass. So ass. Uh, Asshole, asshole, pr- asshole prank. pranking. Asshole prank, Pam. It's like another. Uh, yeah, it's not clever. Not clever. It's not just not like clever Mike, which we had in the car. Right. Ooh. Ew. Yeah. I. 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 Uh, I, w- I was hoping that Jim would catch on because he'd seen this before back with his girlfriend back in uh, high school. But yeah. things got tense, man. Uh, and this whole storyline of, I mean, this is furthering them, obviously. Of you know, they're kind of playing up the Jim and Pam. Uh, you know, dis- un- uncomfortable uh, situations being so far away from each other still. Yeah. As she's at Pratt and yeah. he's still in Scranton. Yeah. And and this is just a whole nother, um, you know, 
it's interesting because I think in the recent episodes we were talking about how we were Jim was uh, you know you know how he turns with the car around and he's not going to go and he's he's uh, not that he's guy. not that guy and, and not that couple yeah and um, if anything if anything that shows that she is committed to this relationship and hence marriage um, actually trying to she she is obviously very sort of anxious about fitting into the family yeah. she wants approval. And I mean, that's just a dead giveaway that, Hey, she loves this guy and she's going to do whatever she's going to, she's going to make a special meeting before he even gets there to, to decide what kind of, Oh no, no, no decide. Yeah. Let them know what prank she's going to do. She'd already had it all filled out in her head. Oh yeah. Um, that little, whatever thing she did with her ring finger, uh, yeah, with, with lipstick makeup, with the makeup, makeup on the finger. Yeah, she she really went the the whole way just to have them totally uh, firebomb the whole thing with uh, the asshole prank. Yeah, yeah, dickhead prank. So what I'm saying is, in a long roundabout, long winded way, is she she obviously loves this guy, um, and and this is just one more way of showing her. It's also it's also showing a way of it's also a way of showing her uh, insecurity as well. Um, which is all which is there it's obviously there because the art the art world is no um it ain't no guarantee of a high dollar career yeah but um you know like she she it's a it's interesting the way she kind of gets forced into explaining her whole i want to do this if i don't do it now i may never do it which i think is such an interesting thing because in the end it really kind of forced her to explain why she's chasing after this dream now Mm -hmm. even knowing that uh as a career artist uh, there may not be as many doors open as there would in another field we all can't Um, be a dizzy gillespie or uh or a a chet somebody half yeah that's such a great little bit (laughs) that was a great little bit there's great gym moments there i will get to that but yeah but but so not only does she kind of like does the prank kind of come out with her like kind of just being like yeah but this is if i'm never do if i don't do this sometime i'm never going to do it you know Mm -hmm. But it's also just kind of a great way to kind of reassert who Pam is right now in season five. Mm-hmm. Why is she there? Why are we doing this to these characters? How are we justifying these new hurdles we're putting between our star characters? Mm-hmm. This is why. This is why. It's a nice way for the, the the writers to kind of recenter our characters, remind the audience about what we're doing, right. and carry the story along all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Jim's asides are great this episode. They are great. What I love is when Michael's leaving <laughs> and Jim is leaving with him and he says, Jim, you're in charge, to which Jim stands up, puts on a jacket and follows Mike out the building. At no point is Michael paying well enough attention to understand that, no, Jim's not even going to be there today. No, no, he's not going to let anybody go early. Still tells them, oh, you can let people go early, to which Jim says, okay, okay. and immediately says, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah, as you see Michael just happily walk off. Yeah. And, 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 and little, little notice, thank you, Dunderpedia, one more time. I never noticed what was in Jim's hand. You know what was in Jim's hand? What? The little shamrock keychain. Oh. From the Christmas episode. Oh, look at that. Thanks, uh, Oscar... Yeah, to Creed back to back to Jim. Jim. So I guess Jim stole on that. Yankee Swap. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, so he still uh, he may 
he made use out of it. Good for, Good him. for him. But you're right. He is off to New York. Well, and I love the way that like Michael says, you know, let them off early. And Mike and Jim says, no, not, not doing that. <laughs> no, and then he immediately that. says, I am going to New York. Yeah, right. Michael is two feet away. <laughs> Michael is still in earshot. And Jim is just like, okay, all that bullshit. I'm going to New York to be with my girlfriend. Don't yeah. worry about any of this crap. Yeah, well, Michael's, uh, you know, he's thinking, he, he's only thinking about his girlfriend he's at that point. He's only focused on himself. Yeah. Th- th- himself and, yes, and uh, secondarily to... Uh, ho- one ho- Hollis Flax. Uh-huh. Uh, well, there- we, we saw what was in the uh, the bag. We had the puzzles, the string, yeah, uh, the um, uh, uh, puppets, uh, the, <laughs> puppets. The, the, the road trip CD, creepiest uh, uh, to- uh, activities I could think of. He's a creepy guy. He's man. kind of He's creepy. Kind of creepy. He is the guy. Stuff. He is the kind of guy who, uh, as he had in Forty Old Version, would have a bunch of dolls. Mm-hmm. Unopened uh, packages in his apartment. Right. Yeah. I think that's that would th- those kind of two things went hand in hand. Also, what, uh, great uh, insight about how Michael and Holly have not talked about what this move is going to mean. Yes. At all until this truck. They, With they, a nice little callback to our good friend Jinx. Yes. Uh, to a Jinx, uh, and they said, "Like uh, uh, oh, Jinx." Well, what, what they, he he won't know, move he, there. She won't move. He here. said, "You should move. You should move. You should get another job here." She says, "You should get another job there." He says, "I asked you first. They both say first. They say Jinx, and then they never talk about it again. Which, again, which is, which, a, which is so that rings that rings a I don't know that tracks that as, tracks as the kids say and and the way it's treated. Uh, you know, I think a lot of couples might they just get they just come to an impasse and that's all. I have a new I have a new segment this week. Doesn't have to be a reoccurring segment, but. I texted you this earlier this week, so I know that it, I would be remiss. Um, this is this is what I call what we missed last time. Oh, because we missed one one just just awesome little moment um, back in a primate, if you will. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, one Michael G. Scott has to make a uh, public service announcement to everybody else who's there to remind them to please quit storming off the stage. Yes. <laughs> That was a great bit that kind of showed more than you, you, you saw in the episode. Because it meant that there were clearly more incidents of that. There really were. That's like when they're all on the radio and they're all, Breaker 1-9, Breaker, Breaker, where the Duke boys are at it. And Daryl's all, hey, get off my radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you yeah. feel like there's been, Daryl's had to shout this at him before. Couple, well, he did. Uh, if you will recall when him, uh, Michael, and Toby had to go to New York. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, uh, Daryl had to remind him not to touch the radio. That's true. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to which Michael recalled uh, Chris uh, Tucker. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and managed to get a little racist about it. Well, yeah. Good for you, Michael. Yeah, Good for yeah. you. Just, Good for you. you know. This is actually one episode <laughs> that doesn't have a whole lot of. Uh, well, I guess it does have him accusing Daryl of touching Holly. Yeah. Uh, if not based on a, yeah. a cultural thing, then maybe just the fact that he was a. Oh, a, a large threatening man. Yeah. Well, that and it's and it's uh you know several other. TV movies. It's that one thing where, you know, did did they always like? There's always a certain white character that that accuses another yeah. black character of touching, or you know, it's mm-hmm. always the white man's fear of the black man and the white woman. Like it's, yeah, it got played out in so many freaking ways, and then we got this version of it. Exactly. And God where, bless Daryl for being Mike a good just sport. Jumps to that, which <laughs> kind of makes sense with Michael's uh, his his denial. Well, and his so much of his life is shaped from what he saw on TV and movies. Yeah. So the idea of like. Oh, oh, that that trustworthy black guy might turn out to be violent and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's the kind of ra- 
racist stuff that might be in his head. Well, it's also it it, it checks. It also tracks because there's there's the scene uh, elsewhere where um, actually they're meeting. It's when he's when Daryl's teaching Michael the different uh, uh, handshakes. Oh yeah, in terms. Yeah, and then he had but he has to have Dwight there. Yep. Because he find out later, like you said, you wanted me here when White's when, when, here. You know, yeah, you wanted me here when Daryl came in. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, it never. It just never ends. No matter. And we're on season five. He still can't. He still can't get quite over it. Well, and we see it. Yeah, that's <laughs> well. And 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 not only his 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 racism, but his bigotry against uh, the coworkers. Daryl is the sure. warehouse worker, so sure mm. enough, when they get to Nashua, who's unloading the truck? Oh. It's Daryl unloading the truck. This is right. Yeah, even All where Michael's, it. where he calls Michael out, you know, you can carry more than a lamp. Yeah, there's Mike. An, yeah, there's another dolly in there, Mike. Uh huh. <laughs> the or at the end, where Michael says he's not going, and Daryl has to carry his bag back to the truck. Yeah. Oh, oh, but you want me to carry the bag? Yeah. And only because, and 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 you believe it because you know how, because uh, Daryl's seen what Michael's had to go through the last seven hours or whatever it is that they've been on the trip, yeah. and and you know that it's killing him inside. But he's like, all right, this is the last thing. Yeah, fine, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? he's yeah. realizing yeah. just the amount that Daryl has learned to just shut up and take it, so that he can just get through this bullshit. This moron's never going to get it. So. You know, I feel like, especially you know, <laughs> especially as as our as 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 our culture here in America tries to come even more to terms with things like uh, despair, uh, dis, uh, you know, the the issue between races. Sure. And we learn the extent of racism and the impact of racism. Daryl's plight on the office is such a perfect example. Of how his entire show, he just learns to just kind of shake his head and fucking put up with it. And I think that's something that a lot of people from other cultures, a lot of people of color, would say that they have spent a significant amount of time just shaking their fucking head and putting up with it. Well, if you think about it, like, how many times have they had to go through it before? Exactly. And then at some point, you just realize it's just not worth it. You're just going to, you're just going to, it's going to burn you up. The Office is a great example of how people put up with ignorance. As yeah. it is an example of how easy ignorance happens. Mm-hmm. They, boy, did they toe that line. Yeah, <laughs> that's really the walk, the, the takeaway. You know, you, you got to ask yourself, who are the Daryls that are putting up with my bullshit? Because I know they're out there. I know there's a Daryl for me. Just email us at peoplepersonspaperpodcast at gmail dot com. That is not a real email address. Has Hilton been pissing you off? Who's my Daryl? Are you are you Hilton's Daryl? Well, well, and I mean, because who's a, my am I am I pissing you off? Who's my Daryl? But and I mean, that's the thing that I've learned over forty two years on this earth is surely there are people that I have you know uh, treated poorly, that I have treated disrespectfully without even realizing it, mm. just through my own privilege, through mm-hmm. my own ignorance, through mm-hmm. my own narcissism. Mm-hmm. Those things have happened. Even on my best day, trying mm. to be a better person, yeah. it had to have happened. Yeah. So where you at, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> let the healing begin. Let's right. uh, let's 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 try to let's try to um, yeah let's try to make it a better day for everyone. And 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 it makes it even more poignant in the end in a way that he 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 is there for Michael. He. He gets him through in a way. Still there for him. At the still end. there for him at the end. Yeah, still a friend. Still a coworker. Still has his uh, best interest at heart. So, yeah, which I is mean, great to yeah. see. You know who doesn't have each other's best interest at heart? Uh, Andy and Dwight. Ding ding ding. Yeah, that. Uh, but you gotta love how <laughs> Dwight really, even going down to the 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 interview process. 
mm. when they're fighting over a table, uh, shouting obscenities at each other, mm. telling each other how they're each going to fail Cornell, saying the same words back and forth, or uh, mm. we will call you and yes, we will call you. No, we will call. I will call you. Uh, pulling the table and pulling the table. Uh, in the end, <laughs> head shaped like a trapezoid. <laughs> Dwight really wins, though. He does. He's made Andy look like a fool. He has shown that he is. Uh, uh, he's made, going to the vastly superior Dartmouth, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, but shown that he could at least get as far as being considered for Cornell. This is true. And then what happens when Nandy tries to to turn the tables? Mm. Can't even bite into a beat. <laughs> Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so perfect that that's the last word of this episode. Yeah. Like in the scoffingly way that it's done. Oh, um, oh, and. Another the other needling I uh, took extra uh, pleasure in was Dwight's uh, trying to consider what acapella group to join. Oh, that's a, the, the Harmoniacs. Yes, that's a good one. Or the oh, I don't know. Oh God, oh. I, I was hoping you knew. Oh, <laughs> My God. bad. But you know what? I do. I know which one we should be in. I, I, I do. Obviously. I do as well. I do as well. If, and, he, if he had any percent chance of getting in, but as Andy made clear, he has a none percent chance. None percent chance. But um, it reminded me off of the um, the new Zennials group that I just joined this week. It reminded me of another, the, probably the first acapella group I ever knew in my lifetime. Oh, oh, it's got to be the oh. Uh, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> are, are, they, are, they, are they are they on the hunt for for a missing fugitive? The warrant. <laughs> What? That's that's their little thing. Or, or when they find it on the show. Oh, the warrant. The warrant. <laughs> I hear it in my nightmares. <laughs> yes, Rockapella, my Rock-a-pella. friends. Finding that where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Oh man! I just sorry. I had to go off on the uh, only only you and me are the ones that are going to appreciate that right now, dude. Maybe a couple listeners. Others. I know you appreciate Rockapella. <laughs> go watch somewhere in the world is Carmen San Diego. Yeah, re- reruns. Go yeah. play it on your old IBM PC. Yeah, I mean that would have been perfect for the snowy weather that we had recently. I could right. I could have used some of that. Maybe I don't know. But uh, nah, yeah. Dwight Dwight didn't really have the voice for it. No, he had some passion. But no voice. Yeah, so he's not getting into Cornell. Pam is getting into the Halperts, though. Uh, Pam Cool, welcome to the family. The final word from the brothers. Yeah, and in the end, she gets what she wants. Yeah. Just by being honest. Yeah. Kind of. And, oh, and her the little reveal of... Uh, yeah, and then they, they even... Those guys are such douchebags. They they implicate her as the mastermind. Yeah. Oh, well... But, and. Which it, is funny, and then the little like she got did, you. She did come to the <laughs> can't come to the table with the idea of a prank. Yes, but God, you can, they're just the worst, aren't they? And how, and uh, her little talking head. Where I think they came up with that a little too fast. Yeah, <laughs> they're just douchebags. I think that's what we found. Yeah, they do it very well. Oh, and I, I, while well, I obviously self admittedly don't like the um, uh, the storyline, uh, I did notice this time. Uh, the next time when Pam shows up for number two and then they're trying to pretend like, oh, it's been so long since I've seen you. Yeah. yeah. And then the little hug from one of the two, I can't remember which one. And then he looks right at the Tom. camera. And just, Tom yeah, Tom. He just right like, a, like a wink, like, ha, ha, ha. And that's the other thing that I think horrifies Jim even worse is that he keeps looking back to the camera like, this is like they're in these in straight up hell. I mean, this would be awkward and as crap anyway. Yeah. But the fact that the the interview though the documentary crew obviously has to be there. Obviously has to be there. And, you know, just that Pete and Tom are just being 
total dumbasses the entire time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on top of that, you, Excel, excelling at it, and you get a good brother dynamic. Like even when Jim's like, you know, they want to come see Pam or maybe to beat me up. You know, we'll uh, see. Yeah, you know, which, you I, can, which I believe. Yeah, completely. Same. I, uh, uh, God, I had something. Oh. We had a we had a couple callbacks, sort of echoes in this. Besides the one we already mentioned, which I believe I can't yeah. remember which one we called back, but the one I do remember, which is kind of, is a funny one, and there's a depressing one. I'll go with the depressing one first. Okay. At the very end, when Michael Mike decides that he's not going to be staying for the weekend, and he makes Daryl take back his uh, his bag to the car, and he says his goodbyes to Holly, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of the end of Casino Night with really? Jim and Pam. They kind of like you know when they yeah. when she kind of says no. Or I guess it's no, technically the beginning of the third season. Uh when oh, it's yeah. like you're really gonna marry him and she's like yeah. you know, and like, you know, they yeah. kinda just do this little it's very um you know, it's a it's a it's the most reluctant goodbye you've one of yeah. it's the reluctant kind of goodbye. Which is something that, you know, and, and obviously the I'm sure the showrunners were trying to find uh moments like that that they can really pull on the audience heartstrings are they going to make it will they make it mm-hmm. you know yeah. and this was kind of that you know without Jim and Pam this was kind of next with Michael and Holly for yeah. a minute we had something here yeah and now it's kind of been pulled away from us although Michael does say the famous words um, we didn't break up yeah <laughs> right <laughs> never ever give up exactly. <laughs> living by his own but but Daryl's right it sure looked like they did yeah. engaged uh, ain't married engaged ain't married even in that show ain't married and listen the, uh, <laughs> if there's been one lesson we have learned from this show from this adventure from this episode it's that life is a highway <laughs> thank you <laughs> Thank you, God. Tom, what, what's his name? Tom Cochran. Tom Cochran. He thanks you too. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Is it Tom Cochran or is Tom Cochran the actor? Don, uh, yeah. God, I wrote this down specifically. Um, pull that and just up. can't. Ugh. Swear to God, I would have. I found it. You can edit the yes, Tom Cochran. Tom Cochran. Yeah, uh, Tom Cochran. The progression using the progressive uh, fourth time's a charm. Uh, yeah. Fourth time ended up. Fourth man, time is when she breaks down crying. Kudos to Amy Ryan. That For, was yeah, damn fine acting. Which is a great moment too because Michael is she's the straight man off Michael's silliness and absurdity the entire episode. Yeah. But then we get great emotional breaks from her. Yeah. Uh, that are realistic, that are that 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 feel like a woman coming to terms with the fact that she has fallen for someone and is now not going to be able to see it through. It had a very genuineness to it. Genuineness, indeed. Meanwhile, Michaels is inventing hotels halfway between Nashville and Scranton. <laughs> Bed and breakfasts. Yeah, with a nearby br- br- uh, restaurant that had just the best bacon. Best bacon. <laughs> so. The, I'll, although uh, realism uh, check, uh, I believe they say it's seven hours in the episode. Yeah, it's how really it? more like four and a half to five. Really? Although okay. they did say that, like, because they were lugging, they were in the truck lugging all the stuff, that it would make it a longer trip. Okay, so you could maybe, you know, you know, but so but it, they, it's they, still they, a long they, way. It is a long, a long way. I mean, a long distance relationships are a bitch, and I I could never do it. So here's the thing I've learned. I don't blame uh, them. Uh, two anything more than two hours in a car is too long. Yeah. Anything more than two hours is going to get. Unless we're going to a fish show. You're going to get, we- <laughs> but you're going to get weary, and you're going to want to stay the night. That's true. Right. That's true. And we and 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 yeah. And he's like, we'll just do it for several years. It'll be right. fine. Right? Yeah. And he's 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 talking around it and how they'll be on Bluetooth the whole time. And yep. maybe there's an accident. Maybe I'll see a crash. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh God, I hope so. Uh, keep it interesting, but I get it. And and yeah, I don't know that we see all of the steps of grief uh, in the car, <laughs> but we definitely see bargaining and and uh, we, we do. We see some acceptance at the house. So. Some acceptance. Yeah. Uh, they're just kind of on Might you know just be it. Might different just be bargaining and acceptance. Uh, maybe, but yeah. but thankfully at the end we get our we get our. Uh, just as this show can, the other echo I was talking about, the funnier one, uh, when we mentioned it earlier, Andy Bernard comes in as a beat farmer. Yeah. Uh, calling back somewhat to when Dwight Schrute shows up as Jim. Yeah. Uh, after he was lampooned in, earlier in that episode. And, uh, and, and it's funny that in both instances where Dwight is, you know, needling Andy, Andy's needling Dwight, both times Angela's just like, her, her hands are on her hips and just be like, ah, she's just so disgusted by both of them. She can't stand any of it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, do these need to be cooked? Yes, they need to be cooked, Andy. <laughs> Not that he can't bite them. Not that he can't. Dwight can do it. We never did get to see Bernard Farms. No. I guess it not. didn't exist. Probably uh, not. They could have They could have fit that in the... Um... I'm sure Dwight would have just bought it and incorporated <laughs> it. Expanding the Shroot Farms empire. <laughs> he will crush you. <laughs> But yeah, several, um, I mean, and maybe, maybe I'm reading into that, especially the thing with Michael and Holly, it just kind of just hit me after the 80, it kind of makes sense. 85th time I've watched it, how that kind of echoes Jim and Pam. I don't know that they were, you know, necessarily stealing from their own ideas, but these are things that worked. And in season five, you really feel like the show has kind of graduated into its own. Like it is. It knows who it is better than any other time mm-hmm. uh, that it is that it has been on air. Yeah, uh, you know we've got stress relief just around the corner. Uh, the Super Bowl episode, which was really, as far as I'm concerned, kind of their pinnacle of writing. Yeah, you know when they really just took everything that had worked over the past four and a half years and mm-hmm. put it together and made the episode to show the world. I agree. You know, I agree. If 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 two and three are still the strongest seasons. Five feels like the season where they took everything that worked in two and three and just turned it up a notch. Right. You know? And it still felt new enough, fresh yeah. enough. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, unfortunately Holly had to go away, but we couldn't have Holly there the whole time. Yeah. You know. I think that was a tough realization for me was that uh, an ep- this episode or an episode or two later in my first watch through, realizing that, that Amy Ryan was not a new cast member. She was just a guest star. Yeah. Yeah, because she was such a great fit. She was, you and know. I'd never seen her in any of the other her other roles. I mean, she's widely. She acclaimed. gets a lot of love for the Wire. The Wire. I've not yet seen the Wire. I haven't. I just know that she she, uh, she was really looking for a fun. Uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people want to be on The Office. Yeah. At, at this point, but she wanted to do something fun, very different than she'd been very serious roles and played like a drug addict. Uh, maybe that was on the wire. I can't remember if that was her character or not, but yeah. um, she'd done more stuff like that. So she, yeah, she, she, she had asked to, I think listen, harking back to all the podcasts I've listened to, she wanted to be on the office and, you know, they said, oh yeah. yeah. And then, and then what probably people thought was impossible, uh, a, a woman actually falling in love with Michael Scott. Yeah. She made it possible and believable. And made it very believable, which is a key thing here. Is, mm-hmm. is, is, and this has all been part of the ongoing effort to humanize the character, yep. which we've seen ever since the sec- start of the second season. The, the, mm-hmm. These efforts to tone him down, to, to make him as much of Ricky Gervais's David Brent without yeah. making him Ricky Gervais's David Brent. Yeah, make 
it's 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 crazy that a show can make him still you still sympathize and empathize with him at the same time he has the joke he has the to Daryl Touchy joke exactly yeah yeah to, you know to, to still be like, offensive to still be scumbag racist uh, yeah you know like comment but you still still you know you're still you rooting for, for the guy exactly. and you're still sympathetic. <laughs> Yeah. It's a wild world, y'all. That's a great episode. Great episode. Loved it. Yeah. Man, it's a it's a, it's a heavy one. It's a heavy one, but it was a good one. Anything else to throw down before we wrap it up? I don't I think I'm out I think I'm out of ammunition. Same here, man. Um, but it was fun. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, we'll be back uh here in a week or two and uh we yeah. hope you'll join us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.